Welcome to Horse Happenings with myself, Lindsay Partridge. In this episode, we're going to go over what happens when you decide to send your horse to surgery. What does that whole process look like? What are some of the emotions that go through your mind? What are some of the factors you have to consider? And I'm thinking about this right now because I literally just dropped off my horse for surgery at an emergency clinic and I want to take you guys through a little bit of the process and how I came to that decision to take her and some of the, the factors that I want to keep in mind. Now I have taken horses for surgery before, never to an emergency clinic, always as a like a scheduled type thing where we've um, done x-rays and realized the horse had a fractured splint and then took them to go get it removed, which was Newton, or with Alicia, she had a sequestrum. So we did x-rays, we made the referral and then took them at a later date to go do that. And this time was my first time uh, taking a horse late at night to the clinic a couple hours away during an impending storm that I'm trying to, to beat. And there are a lot of things that, that went through my mind and I'll just kind of take you through a little bit of that whole process. So first off, this whole recent story is with Secret, my four-year-old thoroughbred mare. And what happened was a couple weeks ago down, she had uh, heat in her right hind hoof and she was walking three-legged lame. And that's, that's really typical of an abscess. She's had an abscess before and abscesses are really easy to treat. So we just uh, poulticed it and wrapped it and we're doing that. And probably on about the third day of wrapping her hoof, one of my staff, Franny, was checking the hoof and she noticed a bit of a scab and she thought, okay, I'll, I'll pick the scab off because abscesses, you want them to be able to drain. You don't want them to be closed off. So she was picking the scab and then she realized that she saw something that looked like a piece of wood. And uh, she pulled it out thinking it would just be a little piece of wood and it turns out it was like two inches long. And the location was just super bizarre. It was into her hoof capsule and going from the cornet band. So instead of picturing a piece of wood as if you stepped on something and the wood going up into your hoof, this was from the cornet band, which is the space where the hoof meets the, the rest of the part of their leg. So it's such a weird spot. It's kind of like getting a sliver in your ankle, like just below your ankle. It's like, how do you even do that to yourself? I'm not really sure horses make very creative ways of hurting themselves. And there's really nothing in her field other than pretty new horse shelters and, uh, and some hay feeders and all like new wooden fencing. So I really have no idea how she managed to do this to herself. But nonetheless, she pulled out this wood. So we wrapped it after that and we put her on antibiotics and the vet came out a few days later. They didn't have their x-ray machine with them so we didn't x-ray it. And wood wouldn't show up on an x-ray machine either because wood is the same density as skin. So that wouldn't be um, doable. But what x-rays do is they can show if there's damage to the structures, they can show if there's any air pockets, which can kind of give some insight whether or not there's something else hiding there. But uh, we didn't have an x-ray machine the day that she got looked at. So the vet didn't seem overly concerned, prescribed her some more bute for a couple days, which is like an anti-inflammatory and uh, painkiller and more antibiotics. 
And so we were wrapping, poulticing, you know, doing these things. And a little over a week or so goes by and I, uh, I come home from Florida and I take a look at her and I unwrap it. And it's like, okay, this is still fairly pussy smelly for something that's been treated with antibiotics and been very carefully cleaned and wrapped for this long. Shouldn't be smelling like this. Looks wise, it was a little puffy, nothing too alarming considering it was quite the injury in the sense of, um, you know, quite the puncture wound there. But the smell was more of the giveaway that maybe there's still wood inside this hoof. So I had the, the vet come up again and brought the x-ray machine. We did some x-rays and of course you can't see if there's any wood there, but we could see that there was some aggravated tissue from the, the x-rays. And so then it became a really interesting discussion of, you know, what do I do with her because of a few impending factors. So this is more than what typically would happen when you're deciding to send a horse off for surgery. But essentially we were faced with this question of, is there more wood inside the hoop capsule? And we had done as much diagnostics that could reasonably be done meaning that an x-ray, we did it, but you can't see wood. You can't ultrasound a hoof wall. You won't be able to see through it to see if there's wood on the inside. So you really just don't know. And there's a potential con of, um, I always weigh my pros and cons. So the potential con is, okay, if there's still wood in this um, hoof, it's probably not gonna come out on its own. It can lead to more infection. It could spread to the joint. Uh, which would be really bad news. It could uh, spread to her bloodstream and cause sepsis, which would also be really, really bad. So we really wanna get the wood out. Um, that's really the only option is we wanna make sure that if there is any wood that it comes out. So really she needs to go to a clinic and have this removed. Now ideal scenario would be that because the, the vet was at my place, um, I was the last call of the day. So the vet didn't even get there until about 5.30 p.m in the evening and by the time we did the x-rays and everything it's now after six o'clock so all of the clinics are kind of closed past regular hours and ideally what would have happened is the x-rays would have been referred with the notes and everything they'd go to the different surgeon and the surgeon that's kind of more close by and she probably would schedule a date to go in relatively soon but schedule a date probably for um you know, next week or something, and she would go in and, and get removed or maybe the next day or something like that. We are extremely fortunate where I live that we have three equine surgery facilities pretty near me. We have one that's an hour away, one that's an hour and a half away, and then we have one that's two hours away. And the one that's two hours away in Guelph, they also do round the clock, emergency weekend overnight care and, and calls whereas the other two surgery clinics they only do booked surgeries on weekdays and they don't um, typically do care on the weekends and the other so the the other factors that were playing into this is this was all happening in the evening it was you know after hours normally we would just wait until the morning get the referrals take the horse in you know that day or the next day or whatever it was but we are faced with a snowstorm that is supposed to be rolling in 
um, tomorrow or not even necessarily a snowstorm, but like a, a freeze snap. So right now it is above freezing and it is raining. And during the night or at some point tomorrow, we're supposed to get a cold snap where it's gonna go to minus 20. We're gonna go from above freezing to minus 20. Welcome to Canada, folks. But that's what's happening. And because it's raining right now, and it, we're gonna have this cold snap, there's gonna be ice all over the roads. It's gonna be super dangerous. And I believe we're also supposed to get a whole bunch of snow then on top of that. So driving tomorrow, not fun, not a good idea. Gotta kind of take care of this now. In fact, there are a bunch of offices that are preemptively already closed for tomorrow in preparation for this storm. Even uh, where both my husband and I work our regular jobs, they are normally open for half the day on tomorrow, but because of the storm, they've completely closed and said, you know, everybody work from home, nobody bother driving into the office tomorrow. That's how bad tomorrow's supposed to be. And tomorrow is the last kind of work day, and then it's the holidays, and it's like the 24th, 25th, and 26th, where a lot of places are closed, so I was faced with a tough decision of, you know, do I take secret now before the storm or do we just give her more antibiotics, keep poulticing it, give it a few more days and do this all after the holidays. And I decided to make the decision that we'd already been trying the antibiotics and the um, wrapping and poulticing for long enough. I was pretty convinced that there would be more wood in her hoof and that she should just go and get it taken care of. So I decided to hook up the truck and trailer, get my trailer unstuck from the snowbank that it was in and load her up and take her down to Guelph, which is two hours away, which means that, you know, it's a, it's a late night for me getting back just after midnight and gonna have, um, know to get up early in the morning to care for the kids and whatnot I'm lucky that my husband could stay home with the kids now but he he will work from home tomorrow so I'll be taking care of the kids but this was the the best decision for me both like that timeline piece of the urgency to do that and the factors that go into thinking this through is one is about the care for the horse you know what's best for the horse and getting them treated but there's a financial piece that also goes into that decision because uh, most of us are not super rich. And for me, um, you know, things are really tight right now. We just did um, some renovations on our house. And then there were a lot of unexpected inflation increases of prices, but we were already, you know, committed and in. So we couldn't, you know, leave our house without a roof or, um, you know, not put windows on our house and things like that. So we were kind of stuck paying those bills anyway. So I, right now, you know, are in a bit of um, a tight financial spot in the sense of I don't have a lot of extra income and, you know, I do have some money on my credit cards already. So my access to cash is more limited. So for me, making the decision to take secret is tough because the cost going there is significant, especially when I already have some debt on my credit cards that I want to get paid off. And so that's definitely a factor. And for a lot of people, cost is a driving factor for taking their horse to a, a surgery clinic. 
Another factor can be the truck and trailer, like getting your horse there, the transportation. Now for me, I have my own truck and trailer, so I was able to hitch up and just go take her myself, which saves a significant portion of the cost rather than having to call somebody after hours and, and do that into the night. So that part was an easier decision for me. And then to help with the cost piece, I called up the clinic before deciding to bring secret and just say like, you know, here's this situation. They talked to the vet and said, you know, what kind of costs would I be looking at? And they said that um, more than likely it would be under $5,000 or probably even under $4,000, but that they should say roughly $4,000 to be on the safe side. And so even though like I don't have that extra money per se, it will just end up going on my credit card and I'll have to pay it back later. I have enough room on my credit card that I can do that and still have some more room on my credit card as backup cash in case another emergency or something happens, uh, heaven forbid. So for me, that was my financial decision uh, because the, the flip side, if you want to talk about all options here, we have option of, you know, keep doing the same, give her antibiotics, keep her at home, um, you know, do what we can, be, put the horse down if we can't do any care because you don't want the horse to be in pain and misery, or, or three, send the horse for additional care and be able to cover those costs. And so putting my horse down, definitely not something that I would want to do, especially uh, a horse that I've had since she was a weanling and is four years old now and has her whole life ahead of her wouldn't want to do that and because I have access to the means to be able to take her for the additional care that made sense rather than trying to do more of the same at home and and so that's the decision I made and turns out I took her there and they did some more x-rays and they took a look at it and they were actually able to pull two more pieces of wood out of her hoop capsule I have no idea how that she got this wood into her uh, hoof. It's absolutely bizarre. And then they're going to run some tests to make sure that um, her joint capsule is not involved and that the structures in her hoof are okay. And otherwise she's going on antibiotics and they're going to poultice wrap it, see if anything else kind of emerges or comes out and kind of help drain that and clear that infection, everything that's in there. So I'm really glad that I made the decision to take her because there was extra wood in there. And I just want to say that for anybody that's in the situation with their horse where you're not able to care for your horse on site and you're faced with that tough decision to you know do your send your horse for surgery that I completely sympathize or empathize with you on that it's a very tough decision um, you know a lot of us are in similar situations to myself where finances are tight and getting an unexpected you know four thousand dollar bill is no small matter um, you know that's going to take me months to be able to pay that off so I, I completely understand if you're not able to make that decision, even though as horse owners, I think it's important that we always have some emergency budget available on hand. Um, but for a lot of people, I think it's reasonable to say, you know, I'll do everything I can for my horse on site and off site sometimes isn't even an option for people. Maybe you live too far away from a clinic. I'm really lucky that I have so many options close by to me. So it's a, it's a really tough decision in that sense. And uh, in, in her case too, a secret, her prognosis was very good, meaning that 
if we were to heal this infection or get whatever wood out, you know, she's got the rest of her life ahead of her. She's likely to be sound and able to, to do things in her future. It would be different if, let's say, she was a 25-year-old horse and the surgery may or may not be successful. That would make the decision, I think, a lot harder um, to then with Secret, where it's like, okay, four-year-old horse and something that should be very treatable is a lot easier to say yes and, and take that horse for that extra care. So I'm really glad that I that I did that with her. And making those decisions are really tough and can be really emotional. So if you know somebody who's going through that decision or made the decision to send their horse for surgery or not, I think it's just important that we we respect their reasons for that. One of the things that I'll say though is that it helps if you've already kind of thought of what your what your guidelines would be for you for whether or not you would send a horse for surgery because if you've never really thought about it before then you can get caught really off guard in the moment and you can make an emotional decision instead of a rational decision and I do know some people who have had bad things happen to their horses by accident they've taken their horses for surgery and they've ended up with massive bills um, like north of ten thousand dollars and have really struggled to be able to um, pay for that and come back from that and and some in some instances the horse only lived for you know a few months or something afterwards because they ended up having a secondary problem and then they really didn't have the funds to care for them after that and then i also know some people who've taken their horses for emergency surgeries before they have had big bills you know north of ten thousand dollars and the horse has gone on to live many happy years after that. So it's really hard to know the you know the right or wrong option. I don't think there is a right or wrong. It's just different options. But it does help if you've at least thought about, okay, like what is my max budget for this horse to go to offsite surgery if that were to happen? And what would be the factors that would influence my decision? And for me, um, you know, I had a number in mind of $5,000. I was like, okay, I could do f up to $5,000 at the emergency clinic to do what I could to save my horse. And if it was going to end up being more than that, I would have to draw the line and say, okay, I'll have to bring her home and just do the best we can at home to treat her and care for her. Because any more than that, I would be putting myself in a bad situation of not being able to handle any other emergencies that come up and would be blocking all the room on my on my credit card or something like that and that wouldn't be smart either so you do need to have an idea of what is your limit what is your your budget that you're willing to work with and then that will help you in those stressful situations where you're you're not sure of course you know other options could come available you could ask friends for help you could ask um, family for help so there are other options on the table but for me my personal budget limit that I that I felt comfortable committing to was five thousand dollars at that time frame. Is like, but that's also a very reasonable amount of money to be able to do most things to care for a horse, um, especially in her situation. So, those are my thoughts going in about sending a horse for surgery. A little bit about the process for me, and so now next steps for secret is we'll wait for those results from 
the lab to just make sure that her hoof structure is okay and there's nothing wrong with the joint or anything like that. And uh, hopefully I'll be able to pick her up in a, in a few days or a couple days after she's had a chance to um, heal, recover. They have a chance to monitor it a little bit more and uh, hopefully she'll be as good as new. But thanks for listening guys and I hope you gave you a little something to think about. Thanks for listening to Horse Happenings with myself, Lindsay Partridge. Remember, you can always check out more great free resources and other information at HarmonyHorsemanship.com or check me out on my personal website, LindsayPartridge.com. That's Lindsay with an E, Partridge.com or HarmonyHorsemanship.com. Thanks so much for listening and bye for now.